All right, Nick. Hey, bro. Okay, pastoral burnout. Burnout. Burnout, yep. Yeah, I was actually chatting to uh, the elders at GraceNet um, at, well, the elder at GraceNet and the two in training about this. I've just had a holiday and I've just sort of had a bit of a um, an insight to my own, you know, mechanisms. Um, yeah. Because, like, I, I'm honestly one of those guys. I think, like, we have this thing where we submit a kind of an accountability sheet every week or whatever. Yeah. Um, just sort of, and one of the questions has to do with our energy levels for the week to come and just sort of monitoring those. And um, so typically I, f- I feel quite high energy. I think that's my normal, you know, it's not, I'm not like, oh, maybe not high, but I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm a, I usually get stuff done. I'm moving forward quite, quite quickly. And, mm. um, and so I'd say my average would be like a, like, I don't know, it's totally random, but seven or eight or something. So, um, so I just during the course of the year, I just I was dropping, you know, and, and you know, it's weird because you get sick, you know, and then you have a cold and then you think, OK, I'm just experiencing the backlash from that one. And, and then maybe, you know, I just haven't got enough sleep or whatever it is. And just free, yeah. you know, in a very devious way kind of seeps into your life. And then eventually I was kind of hitting like twos and threes on that energy wow. sheet, you know, for a series of, of, of almost like a few months, I think. And until um, so eventually Benny's like, what's going on, you know? And um, and so I was just like, you know, hey, holiday's coming. Maybe it'll fix it. I don't know. Let's just power through till then. And then I had this three-week holiday. And, uh, like, I nearly had a nervous breakdown on week one. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, I was just, you know, so on edge. And then uh, it just sort of snapped in me at about, like, you know, halfway through the week. And um, and then then I just went in a completely totally relaxed holiday mode, and yeah. I've come back at it, bro. I'm like honestly, I'm hitting tens, you know, on my energy levels. Wow! So that's, that's... it just made me realize, like, freak, I wouldn't have even attached that to needing a holiday. It seems so stupid now to say that, but when I'm going through it and I'm going, you know, like Benny asked, do you need a holiday? <laughs> and I remember thinking, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. So I think I'm one of those dumbasses that just is so out of touch with himself in terms of that sort of thing, that I will literally drive myself into a hole if someone doesn't, you know, call me up on it or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, crazy, eh? I think I'm one of those guys. Yeah, would you say the first week of holiday doesn't count in terms of it's it's still unwinding? Yeah, it's weird. Like something's happening in in that first week, but it's not in any way relaxing for me. It's more like I just feel like a constant sense of what have I forgotten? What am I not doing? What I'm wasting my time, you know? You're playing Lego with your kids. wasting week off wouldn't do it yeah i wonder i mean i probably not i don't think it would have helped me this instance you know i probably would have come back feeling just completely unnerved about everything and you know just um halfway yeah yeah i think i think i would have need needed more than one but i haven't had a holiday in a long time a proper one you know usually my if i've got a holiday or a week here or a week there it's sort of so involved with some major other activity that um you know this has been the first one that i can remember taking in a while and um like years you know maybe uh, yeah for sure and it's just so I, I don't know maybe if you hit it more regularly you know like if you make sure you get a week every half a year or something maybe that'll work but um 
yeah, I think you need more than a week. If you're taking once a year, I think probably probably more than a week. I don't know. So what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, traditionally, for the last couple of years, I've been going away to Nelson on a camping trip for at least two weeks. Uh-huh. And my experience is that the first week doesn't even feel like holiday. Mm. You're still running in the same routines. You're still sleeping and waking up in the same ways. Right. Your brain's still resorting to the same habits. And it's only by week two that it actually starts feeling like relaxation time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, totally. So the the whole burnout thing, um, yeah. yeah. What did, what did you have de- in mind for that? What's your definition of burnout? How yeah, well, that, well, that I suppose is right at the heart of it. I'm like, what is burnout actually? Because that's what it got me thinking. Like, I, normally I would say you, you'd be my working definition. You know, prior to this last holiday, uh, burnout's when you sort of, you know, you feel like, hey, I'm, um, I, I'm done with ministry. I feel disillusioned more than tired. You know, I feel yeah. um, uh, perhaps you know some catastrophic event has has been too traumatic for me to handle perhaps the counseling situation is too heavy on top of the workload um you know perhaps there's a a, some sort of marital issue that you're going through or you know that's sort of adding to the workload or you know perhaps there's just this weird kind of nebulous satanic attack thing you know i suppose is what i had in mind where you and i think of uh for example um you know the, the the guy i took over from um uh, when he went back to South Africa, I mean, I would I would class that as a burnout in that he was just, you could tell, like it just been so many things, one after the other, trauma, you know, too much change. <laughs> he hadn't he hadn't been, you know, and then people are leaving and it's just, you know, stuff is going on at home. It's just too much, so you know? That sounds like pastoral burnout. The definition is uh, PTSD. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know what? That's actually so true. And I've, that's why I reckon I've, I've made my mistake, you know, because actually, no, that, yeah, that's PTSD. That's uh, that's post-traumatic stress disorder. So we need a probably a milder version, a category yeah. for burnout. So maybe maybe uh, as opposed to trauma, maybe exhaustion would be a better sort of definition. So mental and or emotional and or spiritual and or physical exhaustion. Yeah, I, you know, I, I hear that. and But even then, I think probably that's so deceptive for me. Like, I don't know when I'm exhausted. That's the problem. Do you know what I've actually, yeah, I'll give you my, my quick new one. My new alarms now are going to be distraction. Uh, whenever uh-huh. I, get, I get distracted, I've noticed this. I, I've almost like compensate for my tiredness or, or, or exhaustion or le- low energy <clears throat> by uh, distracting myself. That's the thing. So I feel like I can't focus on one thing for a long period of time. And um, this comes down to sermon prep. I have to like break it up into, if I can't do a big chunk of work or, you know, if I'm just prone to start thinking all sorts of other thoughts and just, you know, that for me is almost like a telltale. I can more easily determine if that's happening to me than if I'm feeling exhausted. It's the weirdest thing. Because because some ways the exhaustion thing is tricky for me because I'm always exhausted at something like every Monday. You know what I mean? I'm like... (laughs) Adrenaline blues. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just been like a norm for me. And I I can't even imagine that that would... But that's more just like you have to deal with those rhythms. Um, But if I start going down the exhaustion track, I'm like, well, every every Monday I'm having having a burnout, you know? Um, Yeah. So how does that work? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I suppose uh, I always like what Lloyd-Jones said in uh, Preaching and Preachers. You know, one of his first chapters is Know Yourself. Mm. Uh, we all function differently. Some function people different. are morning people. Some people are evening people. Mm-hmm. 
you know, um, some are introverts, some are extroverts. Mm. Um, are you sleeping well? How's your health? Mm. Mm. Um, you've got to have some sort of um, connection with your own mechanisms <clears throat> and habits yeah. and needs. So what, what do you reckon the whole thing is for you? Um, so, I mean, I've been uh, listening to a few podcasts. Uh, just by the way, maybe uh, some you could put in the, the notes there is nine marks have a whole journal on pastoral burnout. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's sort of two journals ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some interesting things in there. But I suppose just speaking personally, for me, I mean, just the theology of burnout goes something like this. You know, burnout um, is part of the Christian life. We live in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. Burnout is the ordinary Christian life in terms of us reaching our capacity and mm-hmm. our ability to cope mm-hmm. and our constantly needing the grace of God. Mm-hmm. So burnout, you know, living close to the red line is probably normal given the constant conditions of sin that we're always living in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would say that, you know, it's, it's uh, an over-realized eschatological view would think that there should be no such thing as, as burnout or even coming close to burnout. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a theological fallacy. Yeah. So, the, you know, and then it's probably just added to that, you know, we'll be hated as Christ was hated. We're in a fallen world. Um, mm-hmm. We, there are satanic attacks. There is indwelling sin. Hmm. There are the complexities and the difficulties of life. Added to that, in the 21st century, we're living in a digital age where we are, we are sort of disrupting our sleeping patterns through, you know, we're disrupting our circadian rhythms by hmm. reading our iPads and watching Netflix before bed, and mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all the stuff that the the modern person is going to be dealing with. Hmm. So pastoral burnout, you know, is just regular good old christian burnout right Um, but we have the added the added stress of being on the front line in the battlefield where we are carrying other people's burdens Mm. we uh, you know i'm just thinking of paul uh, in the ministry Mm. where uh, he talks about being a mother who labors again Mm. Mm. labor again for the galatian church or he talks about the burden of the churches as, as as one of the you know the trials that he had to go through in the ministry in second Mm. corinthians you know, yeah. so so there's ordinary burnout, mm-hmm. which which every Christian will, every human being will experience, mm-hmm. and it's Christian burnout, which mm-hmm. every Christian will experience, and then on top of that, there's the pastoral burnout, and that's where, um, you know, your emotional capacity is reached, and mm-hmm. so you've got nothing left for your family because you've just left it all out in that counselling situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's basically just being taxed to the limits, and and I suppose. Uh, just just reflecting on the journal I've been reading on burnout, I thought there were some really insightful comments. And mm. One of the ones was, you know, Calvinists, burnout, question mark. Right. Um, you know, is God in control? Is he sovereign? Is his grace sufficient? What's our theology of God helping us and being our strength and our weakness? Mm. Um, so in God, um, burnout... We, we never need completely burnout. We sort of, it's, it's the sorrowful yet rejoicing. It's the burnt out but sustained mm. sort of paradox. And uh, just coming back to me personally, I think mm. just I think knowing myself a little bit and how I function, if I'm not doing well spiritually, then everything can burn me out. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I always think, and this is sort of a little insight from counseling situations, looking at people's lives, looking at when they're depressed, when they can cope, when they just can't take anymore. Um, the middle tent pole in a circus tent. 
that's my that's my walk with the Lord. Right. And right. you think about all the pressure, all the all the ropes pulling on that central tent peg, mm. trying to keep the the tent uh, straight up in the air. There's a lot of pressure on that tent. Mm. On that. Mm. But it can take the pressure if it's standing up straight. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it starts to give way, then all the pressure on all those uh, <clears throat> ropes. Mm. Nothing can stand up to it. It's yeah. too much. Yeah. Now, um, I've just been thinking about GraceNet and the sort of different um, stages you guys have gone through. So, I mean, just maybe you can reflect on the different stresses and the sort of um, level of burnout you've experienced. Because, I mean, go back to the beginning. So, firstly, right. the stress of being a church plant. Yeah. Okay? Stress number one. Mm-hmm. The stress of being a church plant changing their doctrinal foundations. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. the stress of a church plant who've just changed their uh, doctrinal foundations, losing their uh, main pastor, mm-hmm. and the young associate guy having to take over, mm-hmm. namely Mike Beck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then you you move <laughs> yeah. premises. Yeah. And then you um, do it again. Move another premise. Then you have some, <laughs> some wolves. Then you have some wolves come in amongst the sheep and disrupt the unity of the church. Yeah. Then you experience an earthquake and you lose a large part of your uh, student population because of the change of venue. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, how how have these sorts of pressures of ministry affected your level of burnout? Yeah, I think like it's, I think that's part of some of the, maybe some of the reason I'm so messed up on this topic, you know, like I think I'm actually. (laughs) Living uh, in a constant war. Yeah, I think somehow I've, because yeah, exactly what you've just said there, I mean, you know, coming crossing, you know, coming to another country to plant a church was on its own quite a stressful experience. You know, there was, there was, you know, you were living out of a suitcase. We, we had no money. You know, it was just crazy. It was just, you know, especially just doing it all by faith, you know, doing the whole thing. And it was just, uh, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, in hindsight, it was very, very, very excruciatingly difficult just even to land here and do it. Um, of course, we were all in the mindset and, you know, in this wartime mentality when we we're doing it. But looking back now, I mean, I look, I'm like, wow, on earth, that's amazing that we did that. Um, <laughs> could do it again. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I honestly don't know if I could do it again. But like um, Mark Driscoll says, you know, church planting is, is a young man's game. Oh, truly, truly. Yeah, I mean, I feel that. I hope that doesn't mean I'm too old, but, but yeah, I'm feeling. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we start off and uh, go and just just it was going really well and it was still stressful. And uh, at that point, I was only the the um, associate pastor, and um, and then um, you know then uh, yeah, what happened was we I've actually hey by the way just a quick interjection a little self promoting little bit here uh, on the twenty sixth of Feb my article is coming out on the Gospel Coalition. Ah, uh huh. Published author. Wow, uh, dude, you should see. Go to the when this thing comes out. Go to the author's page. Okay, on the Gospel Coalition, and you know what? Yeah. You know what you see. You see like Don Carson, John Piper, Mike Beck. Mike Beck. Dude, I got my bio there <laughs> with the rest of the dudes. It's so freaking cool. Uh, Dude, I'm like I'm done. I'm retiring. This is good. That's all I wanted. Uh, no, just kidding. But um, the reason I mentioned that is it's all about this story. You know, it's all about this crazy, um, you know, transition thing. Um, but uh, so yeah, we would go through that. It was brutal. It was brutal, brutal, brutal. And it, like I said, it fried Greg. Um, he went back. You know, thankfully he recovered and has planted again. But man, it wasn't easy. Um, and I'm sure he went through, held him back to try and come, come to his senses again. Um, and then I'm, I'm, I got left behind. You know, once we've uh, turned everything from charismatic to reformed theology, we've shrunk the church down to practically nothing. 
Um, you know, it's just like, what are we even doing? And uh, yeah, I often say it's it, from that point on, certainly it was definitely the hardest time in my life so far, you know, and um, it was just for the first two years, just pure, brutal, everyday craziness, like just complete about to cave into pure darkness kind of thing. And, yeah. um, and you know, and then just moving forward from that, like you're planning a church as well. So we're doing it again. So like, you, you know, if you're going to start a business, um you're not going to take holidays, you know, until the business is established. And, you know, just even on that very basic level, you, 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 there's a certain thing you're committing yourself to as a, as an entrepreneur. Um, you realize you're not going to have that established holiday thing that people have and all that. So that's kind of the, the mental zone you're getting into. Honestly, when someone asks me, like holiday, I, I used to almost laugh at the prospect. Like, what are you even talking about? Like, just what? That's not not me. It's not my life. You know, someone yeah. maybe one day, but I'm not even thinking about that. Can't um, have a holiday. This church will fall apart. I, oh, I can't even allow myself to think about having a holiday. Was the thing, you know? And then of course that affects Candice and Candice. I basically, we, you know, our whole thing was, listen, babe, we can have a holiday. When either when you know God allows us to in this life, or maybe you know in the next, but are we in? You know, are we going to do this thing? We used to have little prep talks with each other like that, you know, and it was just very very tough when you see other people taking holidays and you know, and you're like, what are we doing? But yeah, yeah so like just the, and I think it did have its payday though. Like I got through, but I remember when we were going to India back in I don't know whenever a few years back, um, yeah, and things were nice and settled more than they'd ever been. And I felt like at that point, almost like I was starting to just oh, breathe a little bit again, you know? And yeah. uh, it's almost like the relaxing was causing me to just, I don't know, just just feel things I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't like even dealt with, you know? And yeah. Um, and yeah, I was going through, like, I remember talking to you on that plane ride all the way up and just going through this. I remember plane. one of the things you commented on, you know, probably just a sign of burnout or fatigue was, you know, not loving people. I just feel like I don't, I don't care. Yeah, well, that's it. You just start feeling empty. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of even nothing love. left to give. It's all being given. <laughs> just look at your own children, and you're like, um, I think I'm supposed to feel something right now. This <laughs> 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 has got this void, this empty black hole. Yeah, totally. It's terrible. It is, and it's just, um, and yeah, like in retrospect, that's probably something I could have identified at that point. Go, you know what? That's that's full on burnout. You know, you need a holiday <laughs> or something. You know, yeah. take it, take it, take whatever you need because it's not worth it. It's not worth burning out. Yeah, uh, accumulated you know? fatigue. Totally. Yeah, I think so. And it was just it was messing me up big time. I don't even know how I got through that, but it just kind of went away. I think we just talked it through. I just processed, prayed, just kind of did the whole thing. God's just been merciful in the whole thing. But the, the good stuff that comes out of that, though, and just thinking about that particular experience for me, was that, you know, it makes you get down, it makes you driven from the, like, you're going to be driven through all that you're doing by the core of your conviction to be in ministry, you know, yeah. rather than ever lean on, I'm taking this because it's a good contractual deal for my, you know, career as a pastor, like that's that's the good part. Sometimes I, I see the professionalism in ministry and thinking like, dude, you know what? Where is that laboring like a mother giving birth for your congregation? Where is it? You know, you're just a hireling. Sometimes I feel as I, as I, as I look at you know just the culture in in, in pastoral ministry and um, and you know like there is something about taking on a gig where you know hey there's no payback. You're doing this. Well, I mean, look, eventually, now it's awesome. I mean, wow, you know, I'm getting paid like a full-on salary, uh, you know, I've, I've just had a holiday. Things are so cool, you know, and so chilled and so normal. Um, yeah. But, 
you know, if you, you're not like sort of shooting for that, I suppose. I don't know. And that's a good thing. And even when you're broken up and bent out of shape and burnt and feeling all loveless, at least you're not, I don't know, just, just, um, you know, turning into that, that empty kind of career driven pastoral thing. I don't, you know, you know what I'm yeah. talking about, right? So, I mean, just, just looking over your, uh, varied history there i mean what what has impacted you the most you know the church plant doctrinal changes church discipline uh divisions in the church disunity um mm. change of venue and loss of flo- uh down in numbers yeah uh, what's what's been what's the, the great do you mean the hardest that, yeah what's what's the thing that's sort of rattled your cage the most and may have been the largest emotional burden um Oh man, that's a good question. I think it have to be uh the first was when I just took over from Greg. I felt like I you know, like it wasn't I wasn't ready, you know, like I hadn't finished studying everything I want to study to be ready. Thankfully, by God's grace, I got through Greek, you know? Cuz like geez, if I hadn't had Greek, I would have just felt inadequate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but like I was able to piece the rest of them together. Um, you know, after that, but I don't think I would have been able to do a language and I already had to do Hebrew after that, you know, so it was just a, a real thing, but I felt like that's probably given me the, the excessive zeal for theology and just getting myself up to scratch. I just, I, I want to be a pastor that, that is, um, you know, that, that is rightly able to divide the word of God, you know, and be unashamed in that. And, and I think every pastor should labor for that. And that's kind of a, when that's not there, I feel like that breaks me, you know? And, um, and so I, I feel like I give a lot of attention to that. The other thing is when, um, when you have divisions and mutiny, oh my goodness, and church discipline and that sort of thing, just any, any kind of pastoral conflict or personality conflict, um, you know, which inevitably arise out of those situations. Uh, like I'm just not tough or thick skinned like that. You know, I just, who is, who is, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it seems like some people are really tough. But yeah, it's probably just everyone dealing with it in different ways. But man, it 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 really like I'm just one of those guys that loses a lot of sleep, and that does get to me. And you know, I just feel like I'm always preoccupied with the thing. I can't get on to have to prepare a sermon, and while you're dealing with this total overload on, on this other area, it's just oh, I just haven't got the capacity. I don't feel sometimes, and um, and so yeah, that's difficult. The 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 personality thing, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, yeah. sure. Is that the same for you? Because I know you were in, um, you know, in that difficult situation with um, the island, and uh, you were you were thriving though. And I, I suppose I suppose it depends on personality. It, it, I think it comes down to know yourself again. Um, the thing that that actually taxes me the most is administration. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you know, I look at every aspect of of the life of the church. So yeah. preaching, preparing a sermon, love it. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, counseling and listening to people's emotional problems. No problem yeah. there. I got a deep, yeah. I got a deep emotional well. Totally. Um, but but actually having to administer, you know, do administration and do organization and and read legal documents and mm. you know, it's just so outside of my skill set that it becomes a a burdensome grind for me. Mm-mm-mm. Totally. Yeah. But, I mean, on top of that, of course, the uh, the emotional stuff with church discipline. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've sat at, at church disciplinary hearings with tears running down our faces mm. as a church. You know, one of your best friends has to be disciplined, and it's like, oh, you know, the pain. Oh, dude. It's overwhelming. Mm. And it just hangs on you and on the church for months. Oh, that's terrible. Um, and it's, that could be a real drain. Yeah. Yeah. 
the um, but you strike me as a as a tough guy. You know, you've been able to deal. You deal with it in a in a way that doesn't seem to let on. Either you're going to be one of those guys that just breaks, and everyone goes, "What happened there?" <laughs> <laughs> I've got a flake massive personality, which means um, I've got a high threshold for pain. <laughs> True that. I've seen it. I've seen it in person. Um, yeah, which is crazy, you know. So, so again, different personalities will, yeah. will be burnt out in different ways. It's not just one brand of burnout. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then I've seen very, very sensitive personas in ministry. Oh my goodness, they get a beating. Dang, it's terrible. You yeah. know, so I think it is. It is sometimes like I wonder. You know, if you do need a little bit, like I do feel, like I'm, I'm sort of one of those after the fact kind of guys where I'm like, oh wait a minute, oh. It's, well, I didn't even realize, you know, that that was a problem, you know, and 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 there's been this whole like meltdown in the meantime, and I thank God for that sometimes Save because it by being dumb, yeah, yeah. exactly. And um, <laughs> if I was overly sensitive to those things, I think I wouldn't make it, you know. But like one way or another, some some guys go into ministry. And I think you know they're, either they're going to have to get a little bit more thick skinned or something, because uh, yeah, it's it's difficult. It has its moments, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm the same. I love, I love the prep. So it hasn't always been the case for me as well. The sermon prep process. Oh, that's a big thing, bro. Like sermon prep, you know, it, it was difficult for me to start with sermon prep. Like I remember I would go home on Sunday, start prepping on Sunday and wow. finish, finish the next Sunday morning before preaching and then go home and prep and go the uh, whole week. And, uh, you know, just, I was, I was so freaked out. Like I just had to be completely thorough. And you the know? constant performance, performance anxiety. Well, yeah. I mean, like the performance thing, I, I, thankfully, again, one of the graces, I never really felt the problem of actually the, the delivery, you know, I never really worried too much about that. And I felt like it always went okay when I delivered. But the actually having something, you know, the studying part, the prepping it, the giving birth to the sermon, yeah. or the writing of it, so to speak, was um, just pure trauma for me. Like in those first few, like certainly months, maybe maybe first three years up until uh, maybe even longer, you know, it just probably faded out. But now, like it's a joy, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, you know, you know what uh, David Murray says. What it says uh, to young preachers: pastoral burnout can happen because of their they're inexperienced of preparing a sermon. But right. as they get older in the ministry, they're able to do it quicker. Yeah. And and then they can begin to take on all the other responsibilities. So he actually counsels that you give the younger man who's not as experienced at sermon prep more time to focus just on sermon preparation. And mm. then after a few years when he's settled into his own routines, put a higher expectation on visitation and all the other aspects mm. of, mm. of possible responsibility. No, I think that, that's that's seriously wise. And then um, one of the other things that really helped, actually, just a great book. If anyone is suffering with this right now or just wants to read something great on this, in fact, this is very relevant as well, bringing the two-age sojourner kind of theology to bear on this issue. Um, there's a book written by, um, his name's Clay Werner, and uh, it's called On the Brink, Grace for the Burned Out Pastor. Have you read it? No. Oh, no. man, it is I think it is the best book I've read on pastoral burnout. Um, and he just he takes almost like Michael Horton's ordinary dynamic and uh, mixes it up almost with his place for weakness kind of thing. And yeah. just and just basically shows, hey, we're usually the reason that pastors are being burned out is because uh, it's not, not so much a performance thing, but it's like um, uh, not being OK with being weak, you know. And yeah. um, and just the the constant pressure of that, 
um, it starts to build up in weird ways. And and mm-hmm. yeah, he just plays he applies some good theology beautifully. So that is a great another book. another good book would be David Murray Reset. Reset. I've recently read that actually. Yeah, <laughs> listen just to the Audible. Practical. Yeah, uh, good it's time stuff. for us to reset. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> what a what a! Um... I, I heard that dude preach before he became famous really? years ago in South Africa. Yeah, he was doing uh, the covenants. Wow, like basically an O Palmer Robertson. Yeah, big time, big time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. He's got his doctorate from an unaccredited um, seminary. Yeah, which is what I love about him. Stick it to <laughs> stick it to the man, you know. Because he's like one of the, he's like a Jedi, like pastoral, pastoral guy, you know? Yeah. And he lectures at um, Puritan Reformed, you know? Accreditation, schmeta, you know? Who cares? (laughs) Uh, Cool, man. No, good talk. Excellent. Thanks, bro. Yeah, good, man. Be blessed. Sweet.